Welcome to Comfortable Place on the Couch, a short-run podcast exploring every Midnight Oil album in the year of their Great Circle Tour. My name is Darren Folds, and in the upcoming months, I'll be spinning every Midnight Oil studio album from my comfortable couch, as well as taking a listen to some of their EPs, live recordings, and video releases. Joining me each episode is my longtime friend and fellow Midnight Oil enthusiast, Robin Harbrin. Robin and I are discussing Midnight Oil's 1990 album, Blue Sky Mining. We're just flipping over to the second side, so let's join our conversation. One thing we forgot to mention at the beginning of the album is that Diesel and Dust, we included Gun Barrel yes. in the discussion. Blue Sky Mining, we are leaving off. You may not be released. Apparently that was on the first thousand or so pressings in Australia. But that's not how we experience things. And yeah, even no, though I didn't experience Gun Barrel Highway, whatever. We, here, it's our podcast. Ob- it we is, get to do what we want. Here's an objective way. Uh, Midnight Oil, of course, is in charge of what gets released on iTunes. Yep. Right? You go to iTunes Diesel and Dust, yep. Gun Barrel is there. Okay. You go to Blue Sky Mining, You May Not Be Released is not on Blue Sky Mining. They still made the wrong choice to include Gun Barrel on Diesel and They might have, but the oils have made, they have spoken. Okay. Okay. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. You know what I like best about King of the Mountain? What? They get this nice little rockabilly guitar lick in the middle of the song. Yeah. That makes me happy. That makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get the music over with. This is the closest to dumb three-chord rock and roll the Oils have probably ever done. Yep. This is in A, and it's just like the three chords, except getting into the bridge and yeah. stuff. They, they do mix it up a little. Yep. But most of the song is three-chord rock and roll. Do you like or dislike this song? I haven't. I can't decide. Yeah. It, Every it's... once in a while, I think I don't like this song. You know what I don't like about this song? Yeah. Yes, this song has claps. Oh, it just dorky. Like I like if I knew that they were goofing around with it, and they knew that what they were doing yeah. sounded stupid, I could get yeah. behind it because yeah. I can get behind that kind of corny stuff. Yeah, is so. But we, I think they're being serious about what they're trying to do with it. Well, I think Warren told them this really needs some hand claps they listened to him and i hope maybe jim hadn't called pete into the studio at this yeah, point this is actually martin apparently is the arbiter of cool yes so martin wh- how did you let this get by it didn't come up for a vote i think somehow i think martin can just kind of give a little scowl and then they know oh wait, yeah it's not cool yeah better stop so well maybe martin was sick that day or something he mm. like you know maybe he got to play the cool little rockabilly lick and yeah that made up for okay yeah you get to play that but the the claps are staying in the claps (laughs) (laughs) can we hurry along king of the mountain does that bother you if we just kind of okay tell me tell me anything else that you think is worth talking about musically i do like how it has this really chromatic chord progression right at the beginning of the song and ends with it too which is the first couple seconds They have these sparse verses. They're looking for a hit song, just like Beds Are Burning and a whole bunch of other songs. They go down to bass, drums, and vocal for the verses. 
super short verses where it's like squeeze that little tiny verse out and it's so like we 10 can seconds. get back to the catchy back chorus to that catchy chorus so i i am being cynical here but sometimes oh okay my my daughter rihanna had to tell this the band responds with these lines rain they yep. sing it like Messa de voce. It's like sounds it, Italian. Yeah, it's is Italian. it a musical term? Placing a voice, musical technique, where you're doing a gradual crescendo and diminuendo while sustaining a single pitch. Choirs oh, okay. have to do it all the time, yeah, yeah. and she's just there going ring like it. You know, had to had to get that in. That's good. Yeah, okay. I don't think you quite were able to sustain the pitch there. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, King of the Mountain. Yeah. Is a metaphor for top dog. That's another metaphor for... Call me the top dog. <laughs> exactly. What, what is this, what's this song even about? They're just throwing so much stuff at you. Yeah. Say you're Peter. Say you're Paul. And a- apparently that was changed. At one point it was say you're Jesus. Say you're Paul. Oh. And they said, no, you know, we're going to change that to say you're Peter. Say you're Paul. Don't say I'm Peter. Say I'm Paul. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, don't call me king of the mountain is this like hey we did so great with diesel and dust with beds are burning yeah but hey we're just like you we're regular guys yeah, we're, yeah. I, i'm tired of being put is. up on a pedestal so much guys <laughs> do you think that's what i it's have about? no idea what it's yeah. about is, is this okay less cynically is this just about is this about humility? Is this yeah, about... Yeah, that would be good. That'd, that'd be nice. That'd be, that's a nice that's way. That's a good way of thinking hey, about guys, it. Hey, yeah. guys, we should just all be humble. Yeah, come yeah. on. Not everybody's a superstar like me, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can we can move on quick. Okay. Because it ties into the next song. Yes. There's this ending, that chromatic ending. Interestingly, it works itself down to basically a B7 suspended chord, which is the magic chord of... of... No, I bet you were going to say something, and it's not... Of River Runs Red. Like it's oh, okay. This... I thought that... Yeah. Right, that? So... Yep. Yeah. It... I wasn't expecting you to do that. I thought, oh, you, were... Well, I thought, you, were... I thought you were going to start talking about um, Beatles chords. But yeah, you're totally right. Okay, so King of the Mountain manages to end on that chord, even though it has nothing to do with the rest of the song. Yeah. So that's a neat little yep. magic trick. Can I just yeah. show off one thing that I read about this song? Are we are we on? And what? then we'll move. Okay. Oh, are we going to do Rose Red? Are we still talking about King? Nah. What, what's your thing? Uh, yellow belly, black snake sleeping on a red rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stranger, stranger to go? Yeah. Apparently that's an allusion to the Aboriginal flag. So if you think of the Aboriginal Ooh. flag, yeah. black on the top, yeah. yellow. That's the yellow belly on a red rock. Okay. Yeah. Just thought that was that was neat. Good, we got through King of the Mountain quick. Yeah. I want to say that I really do love River Runs Red. Yeah. When I got this song book yep. from this song, I thought, well, this is such a cool song. I love this progression, this chord progression. I love that chord and how it's run out. And it's actually pretty easy to play for a slightly better than beginner guitarist. Yeah. Who yep. can figure out B7 and a couple yep. other chords. It's like, oh, look, something I can play yeah. and impress the impress the ladies. Um, <laughs> Which ladies were you impressing in particular? Well, I don't know about at that time. You know how in Diesel and Dust they built up the rhythms of a, of a number of songs with neat percussion? So after your really nice arpeggio intro, 
and then a minute or two of this big buildup kind of drops down. Yes. And then it starts layering up percussion. So you cut all the tall trees down. You poison the sky and the sea. So a little bit of interesting drum stuff There's happening in that they're not on. drumming. They're interesting percussion. Yeah, nice little sounds. And then they come back in with some good drumming. So let's let's talk about this intro a little bit more, though, because I, okay, I love yeah. this intro. Yeah, let's not just gl- gloss so, over it to get to the drum bits. <laughs> so this uh, chord progression is an interesting one. And, and to me, it reminds me a lot of kind of a Pachelbel's Canon oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Like, so you got... Here comes the guitar can, again. Can I amuse you? Yep. Um, so you got... So instead yeah. in this one, it's it's E minor, but about half the chords are the same, hmm. and they're all kind of related. But like you've got. Yeah, I can definitely hear a... I mean, Pachelbel's Canon's uh, like a kind of a corny, cheesy song, but it is interesting that it's not just like simple three chords. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very interesting yep. flow um, through. And this song does it similarly. Look out, ladies. Robin is impressing with his guitar <laughs> skills tonight. D- Darren was looking impressed at me just there. I was. Yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah. I could tell. I still got it. He, he does. <laughs> Feeling a little bit flushed <laughs> hot in here yeah. just your guitar skills <laughs> so that's the there's easy. a reason that i open the windows <laughs> uh, okay so after that uh jim starts his solo I, yeah I, and right and it's a cool solo yeah it is and it's you know based on it and yeah it's nice that they take this you know, here is a 45 seconds worth of guitar solo and at the very end he's just and uh and then it's like explosion yeah right and that's just so cool and then it goes to that percussion you're talking about but it's it's hilarious it's if it wasn't such a serious song i'd almost think that's a joke where they're like oh the guitar exploded right? <laughs> yeah and uh kind of like in the weird we probably would talk about weird Al a little bit too much oh it, it was in beat it we we're talking about the crazy guitar, guitar solo. solo and then in in uh weird Al's parody eat it yep. uh they go even more over the top with that guitar solo and they it actually does catch on fire and explode well and this isn't the first time that the oils end a, a section like this with an explosion <laughs> right yeah i would have to i'd have to go back in my notes to find out what album it is i believe but i you. think it's it's like either 1098 or just trust me just trust me i'm right it's koala sprint was it Nope. In my edit, they replace the chimes with an explosion. You know what I something that dates this song for me mm-hmm. is that kind of windpipey sound they use. The think Peter Gabriel, think Psygnosis, Shadow of the Beast. Yeah, yeah. That kind of ninja. Oh yeah, I, I was playing uh, Shadow of the Beast for Rihanna. And she oh was yeah. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. This but... is an old Amiga computer game that had some. Yeah, it had that pipe, that had that pan flute, yeah, kind of thing that was thing to it. popular in the the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. before you know, like Kurt Cobain and those guys. 
before grunge killed all this horrible music. Yeah. But I hear that I hear that in this song and it's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I get that. That kind of gives it a little bit of a an anchor. Yeah. In the pre-grunge days. Yeah, I, I can It's not a bad thing. Like I don't dislike that like I think I go more for the corny stuff than than you do, but just not hand claps. Yeah, well, I didn't because I don't think they're trying to be corny. The hand, the hand claps were something else. We're still talking about those. Okay, and interestingly, after the explosion, the guitar has exploded, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we, I think. I think so. Yep. Uh, so a piano takes over. Well, we got this piano here. So the it's, piano's left. It starts playing these arpeggios. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So this song's full of good little bass bits. It's a slow song. But that doesn't mean that Bones has to do a boring bass line. No. He's got all kinds of nice little tricks in the pocket. So we can maybe listen to one or two of those. Yeah. You remember the flood and the fog. We remember the light on the hill. There should be enough for us. Let's listen to this one too. Great bass fills at 328 and 430. Let's listen to this one too. I think you're going somewhere with this. There's a lot of good bass stuff. So I, I guess I'll just say it doesn't rock, but this is probably my favorite bass song on the album just because it's so full of good little melodic parts, yep. rhythmic changes, all kinds of good stuff. This is this is Bones uh, showing what he can do. Right on. Now, there's a neat little turnaround. I was saying how much I like this the main chord progression on this. There's a neat little four four chord loop here. Anyway, it it cycles yeah. around. It's a really neat little holding pattern where it's these four chords, but they don't go any like they just go in this endless loop, and then they bring the chorus back again for another mm -hmm. hit, and then they go back to that at the end of the song. Mm -hmm. Pete gets a good strangled cry in. At the very end of the song, weirdly, there's actually like this noisy guitar amp that's just there for couple seconds kind of inexplicably hmm. i guess it's kind of like oh noise kind of going back to uh bird noises there i wonder with that buzzy yeah that buzzy amp yeah right? yeah or what other people think it might be whatever else it might be so one quick take of this song lyrically puts you in the whole environmental camp um, here's, a, here's a quote from Pete on this album. It's a greeny record and a spiritual record. One easy place to slot this song is into the greeny category. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without even thinking. Yeah. But there's some other lyrics that don't quite fit into that category. I'm thinking particularly of the second verse. Yeah. Yeah. After the first one's all obviously about environmental issues. Yeah. And it's... And I think that it would be easy to pull the course into the environmental issues, but 
there might be a connection between the two verses that yeah. you can you can pull the course into as well. I think you've got some biblical language here, the flood and the fall, the fall of man. Fall of man and the flood being Noah's flood, yep. which um, many, many cultures acknowledge some kind of big flood yep. in their in their history. Yep. And so it's, it's like these are big events. Mm-hmm. The light on the hill. Yep. Jesus. Probably. Yep. So you've got some biblical language here talking about spiritual decay of man and then perhaps pointing towards God's rescue, spiritual rescue of man with with his son, the light on the hill. Just throwing those two lines in there, wondering how that fits in with the with the other stuff. Yeah, and then there should be enough for us all, but the dollar is driving us still. Yeah. Greed is yeah. Like we, we should have we should be able to have a utopia or should be able to have a better life. Yep. Um, but we're we're greedy. Then we get into into the chorus. So is the chorus taking its cue from all the sets of imagery that it's yeah that the verses are putting so out it, ahead of it? So there's the environmental aspect, yep. arguably the spiritual aspect, yep. but there's also this fight this greediness. Yep. Yep. Um, but then the river running red could be an environmental yep. catastrophe or the black rain yep. falls. Yep. It could be uh, a spiritual, like the, the plagues of uh, yep. Egypt with yep. the, the river running red. Yep. Or it could also be, how about, we're talking about exploited workers yep. and uh, yeah. human rights yep. violations sure. could also be the river the river running red. Yeah. Interesting that this isn't a Garrett song. It's just Hurst Mogini. Yeah. Usually you'd accuse Pete of being the one to sneak the Bible references in. Yeah. But somebody else in the band seems to be doing that yes. too sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Verse three sounds again like an environmental. Yeah. And again, it's, it's yeah, abusing the earth and yep. not caring for the earth. That's right. Yep. And yep. then verse four now I'm is maybe that consumerism type thing. Yeah. Or perhaps it's, it's more just of a, a general sense. Of feeling trapped by your issue du jour is yeah. I guess what we're what we're saying is that you might think this is for sure an environmental song, mm-hmm. but there's there's definitely this this spiritual idea to it, and there's also again the progress and the yep. the justice, yeah, um, wanting yep. justice for workers, wanting renewable. Well, that's environmental, yep. but but it has a there's an economic impact, yeah to abusing the world like good stewardship versus yeah for sure yeah i wonder if it's just because of the video for it or the fact that it was used for the the black rain falls uh the exxon concert and stuff like that 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 it's easy to get trapped into the environmental thinking yeah especially because they're showing the exxon oil spill during the the video ducks with yeah the oil slick yeah kill all the dead birds and dead dead animals hauling all the water there um, but that's right. I guess the song's a bit more mysterious. Okay, moving on. Shaker mm-hmm. and movering on. I can shake, I, can move, I, can I like shakers and movers. It's got some just some fun lyrics. I like the spacey, trippy kind of stuff that they sometimes get into. So you know, we can dive into distant amoebas. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, but like I like Earth, that. Sun and moon kind of territory. Stuff here, oh yeah. yeah. I can totally get behind that. Is it a love song? Is it a love song? Is it a love song? <laughs> 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 
Probably not. Is it a prayer? Maybe? A caveman could a saint become in a hospital ward on the sun. Up until this past week, I always thought it was a hospital ward on the sun, as opposed Uh to that French river. Yeah, that that French river. Yes. And so hospital ward on the sun, that's cool. Oh, that's French river. Must mean something, I guess. You had something to say about our poet, Henry Lawson? Yeah, so... I, I looked it up, and so he wrote this poem called The Lay It Down Brigade. Yeah. Seemed to be kind of the, the grunt men for greed in, in this big, long poem that Lawson wrote. Talking about this, oh, great God of development. Mm-hmm. Don't really know you yet. Just seems to be about progress. It seems to be about... Yeah. I just, I, I wonder, you know, I think about how they piece together songs a, a lot more now. Like... I used to go in for the straight narrative, like, here's a song, and it's about this one thing. So make everything fit into the topic that they're talking about. Now I'm a lot more open to them saying, the song is about this, and I pulled this chorus from this other thing, and I threw in this bridge from someplace else. So there's not necessarily, uh, at least not a linear connection, or maybe sometimes not thematic but maybe they're maybe they do see how they mesh together but it's not quite as obvious to me so you know i look at 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 the course and i think okay what's that about i can shake i can move but i can't live without your love it just it it seems a little bit out of step with the rest of the song yeah. so i just wonder what else is going on there I can break over you like a big wave, but I, well, that's my thought, but I can't live without your love. It's interesting they decided to title the song Shakers and Movers. Mm-hmm. So Shakers and Movers are... They're what? the big wigs. They're the kings of the mountain. People They who get, get things, things done. done. So is Pete saying, or is Jim saying, you know, I can get things done. Like I can run for office. I can lead people in protest. I can do whatever kind of, of activism type thing that they do, but I can't live without your love. Yeah. So I don't know. This could be partly like an acknowledgement of family member or mm-hmm. um, Garrett's solo album mm-hmm. had basically did have love songs yep. for, specifically for his wife. Yeah. Uh, they've been married a long time right now. On. Right on. Like I, I could imagine this being the same thing, uh, acknowledging how important she's been while he's gone, done all these different things, his oh, career, yeah. various, his two big careers yep. of a politician and an international rock star. Or, you know, it could be Faith. It could be... Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. who knows? Probably Jim or Pete No. Jim or Pete No. And for us, it's a mystery. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Musically, uh, it starts off with a big old drum fill. And yeah. jangly guitars. And you think, oh, rock yeah. and roll. And that goes... using his falsetto again with like our wings could melt in the sun mm-hmm. is, is that like an icarus yeah, yeah reference there right lots of guitar arpeggios and this low key thing but it does start to pick up a lot the bass the drums really start rising up for the storm is breaking now yeah. and that launches into a more upbeat chorus pete gets another rant in the song uh, doing it under the music so to speak mm-hmm so it's it's kind of like a a mystery one, like yeah. going way back to what, what was the last 
Yeah, maybe it was either bird noises or maybe even the blue meanie. Yeah. Which is another throwback. And but it almost sounded, and I remember on a couple walks listening to it thinking, yeah, I'm almost getting everything that he's saying, but I never stopped to write it down. And even today, yeah. driving in the car, oh, yeah, I got to I gotta sit it's down and write this down. a little bit more within grasp. Yeah. But, yeah, you it, can. At least I've been fooled into thinking that I could yeah. understand this one. Now, it all winds down. There's this never to be, never to be kind of repeating. Yeah. Yeah. Which is striking. And then does it go down to like a, a bongo or something? Ah, yeah. So never too late. Yeah. For some reason, some I, say I, it's late, but you know, it's never too late. It's never, too, never late. too late. Never too late. Yeah. yeah. And then there's some sort of there's got the little shaker thing. Yeah, but was that bongo? Like, yeah, it might be a bongo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of songs on this album that end, and they reveal something underneath yeah there's like a this one has the bongo i mentioned the guitar amp noises way back at the beginning we had like that that drum fun going on under underneath the music that you could just kind of hear coming through at the end from stars way back at the end of king of the mountain which we tried to move on from really quick (laughs) there's actually this acoustic guitar repeating thing there's that b7 but then all the song drops out and there's this seemingly unrelated uh, acoustic guitar going on. Uh, Shakers and Movers has this bongo. Yep. Oh, and, and one other thing with Shakers and Movers, this song is in good old G major. G C D. If it's not D major, which we heard more of on Diesel. Yep. This album ends. Shakers and Movers and One Country are both extremely strummy. Well, especially One Country. Yeah. Uh, but even Shakers is just in G major. And any guitarist who's played in G major enough could probably sit down and strum along with the song. No problem. Figure it out. So here's a hit for you. And by hit, you mean a song that should have been a hit. And by hit, I mean a song that was only released as a single in Australia and really didn't do anything. I don't know if it's a hit or not. But it's kind of a, a famous song. Um, in the Oils canon, I think yeah. it's a notable song. Maybe all, we call all the that? songs that have country in the title to me are remarkable for one reason or another. So we have Lucky Country, we have One Country, My Country, My Country. I yeah, I agree. So yeah, this is extremely camp. Right? Just the two chords, eh? And then another one. And then. Very nice. You're impressing the ladies with that one. <laughs> You're looking impressed. Point is that if any any song deserves to be called Strummy Campfire Song. One country. In the oils canon. Yep. Maybe this is, this the, is the ultimate yeah, eh? in Strummy Campfires. Mm-hmm. But it's got more to it than that. This little riff that they use as a turnaround is. So there's a little campfire turnaround there. Yeah. Go ahead, Darren. What do you want to say? Um, you know what? 
again, like a lot of the songs on the album, they're good songs. Yeah. You know what? I think that I would like the album a lot better if I could take it in, in just smaller chunks. Like listen to it as individual songs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not how I'm doing this project, no. right? You know, I'm listening album. I'm just taking one album at a time, listening it all the way through front to yeah. back. You know, I, I agree. I like all these songs, but they don't... As individual songs. As individual songs, and they just don't add up quite the same way into a great album. Yeah. In the same the same way. Too many slow songs, too many... And there aren't the mood changes yeah, that we like might... Yeah, throughout the entire album. Yeah. 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 Uh, a, a great album, to me, has uh, a number of ups and downs throughout it. Yeah. And... This the second side of Blue Sky Mining mm-hmm. is almost all slow, except for Shakers and Movers. That's a that's a solid mid tempo song. <laughs> well, it it goes way down though yeah, after I that big does. intro. Yeah. Although this song kind of picks up actually, like like River Runs Red, yeah. One Country. These songs do pick up later in the song. They get bigger. The yeah. drums pick yep. kick in, but the net effect. Is still, this is not a rocker. This no, is not, it's yeah. not. It's an Australia song. They have a category of songs, and this fits into that category. Mm-hmm. Musically, it has still has some some nice touches, though. Uh, but it does start off with just the strummy acoustic and the vocal. Then things like drums join in. The bass yep. starts doing nice little slides. It all can be done. Still sit up on that thing. Then these little piano parts come in that kind of respond to the vocal. The acoustic guitar picks up more voices, strings, mm-hmm. and then it drops down again. And then the military drums start yep. at the three-minute mark. Yep. And then we do get some electric guitars yep. doing some thunderous stuff. And then this is the famous bit of the song, right? This is right? why we hired... We hired Bones is so he can sing... Nobody can see it like Bones. That's right. Yeah. Golden tones. Pete sings it. It's 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 a big, it's a big anthem. It's yeah. a big sing along. It's, it's a chorus. It's, yeah, and it's it's very it gets pretty majestic at the end. But this is another song that reveals when the song ends, something is left. Yes. And this has this interesting droney those strings. Droney chord. Yeah, I guess it's a bunch of strings. There does seem to be a theme on this album of going a little bit more hopeful. Yep. Uh, in more of the songs where they look on the bright side, <laughs> so to speak. I don't know. Yeah. I was wondering, did Bones's goofball attitude affect them even in the songwriting process? Just in the sense that they're going to, guys, do we always have to be such downers or, sure. or whatever? I, yeah. I don't know. Pete said that uh, lyrically, this was another pretty fine uh, piece of Jim's writing. It summed up a lot of what we were doing at the time. Jim began, the band took it, and by the end, 
there's all sorts of good things in it. Yeah. Yeah, so Pete liked this one a lot. Yeah, well, just interesting how simple the lyrics are, that everything's so, like, one vision, one people, one yep. landmass. Yep. Obviously, there's there are lots of ones yes. here. Not only one country, yeah. uh, one lifetime, one yeah. understanding. Yeah, I think this song bridges the gap between the Australianness of the band and then looking at the global situation of all humankind here. One time, meaning we've only got one chance at our, it. This is our timeline. This is. Yep. And finally, Arctic World, Antarctica. That's right. Yeah. Did I say that Blue Sky Mine was the only song that Martin got a credit with? Or did I mention that he gets a credit for Antarctica too? That's cool. I'm glad he does. Yeah. And to continue, this is like a trilogy of songs. Okay, like Between Shakers and Movers, Shakers, One Country yeah, and Antarctica. One Country that all have some very simple chord progressions to them. This one is just the repeating C major, E minor, D major, A major. Over and over again. Mm. When's the last time the Oils did four chords over and over again? Except at the end. I will talk about that. Okay. Song. But basically, most the, the the bulk of the song is just a very simple repeating chord yep. progression. Yep. And what else can we say? Well, there is a little bit of interest as far as drum goes in this song for cool. me. Go for it. He's using his brushes here. Ah. You'll remember when you listen to the beginning of the song. So there's, there's other percussion going on, but he's got his brushes down on the snare doing the sweep through every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Which we're going to see like on Breathe a lot, for example, right? Yeah. Quite a bit of brush. I think so, yeah. Work. It's I been a while, so yeah, if that's the remember. case, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Good catch. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just a nice song, uh, the way he builds up the percussion and, and plays through. It's not, it's not a rocker by any stretch, but it's... It's pleasant to listen to rhythmically to me. Um, you're mentioning that, you know, it's just those four chords, but it just kind of gets into that zone that that I like. You can have boring four chord songs or you can have, to me, this is just a nice laid back, take it easy, enjoyable. I remember when we were waiting uh, to get into the Danforth Music Hall. Yes. Yeah. To speak of Toronto. And they were doing the sound check. They were do, they played I think this was the first song that we heard yeah. them play at Soundcheck. Yeah. Yeah, there's some nice bass work on this and if the ghost of Giffo is uh was present on this album, yeah. this is where he came down. Okay. And uh you know, like it says, uh, thanks to Giffo for the input. For the input. Giffo said, Hey, we should really do this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he it'd be interesting if he if he did take uh, bones aside or something. But if you play around the one minute mark, there's the punctuating bass, some big slides, and uh, it just sounds a lot like, uh, to me, a lot like what Giffo would do. There must be one place left in the world where the mountains meet the sea. There must be one place left in the world. So slidey stuff there. Slidey stuff, but also the willingness to then stop. And then come back in again. And yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, 
very much like some moments on 10 to 1. And we got some, like, is it a seagull that joins in the chorus? Like the bird? As in the bird. Kookaburra? It's a kookaburra. Let's give it a listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The seabirds. The (laughs) seabirds. Does it sound like a seabird? Yeah, sure. Maybe it's some sort of raptor or a hawk. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's some sort of screechy, screamy. I think that's a seabird, though. I want to say it's a seabird. Okay. Because it's Antarctica. It's an albatross. It's not the albatross. What kind of seagulls are hanging around Antarctica? It's a penguin. Well, I said seabirds. Is a penguin a seabird? No. Yeah, we have strings coming in at two minute mark. I think this is, again, this song is kind of a a bit of a 10 to 1 ish thing. Then these nice jangly guitars come yeah. in at two fifteen. Yeah. And then Pete almost does a rant. Yeah, not so much a rant, but yeah, just really singing powerfully through the those lyrics. Yeah, um, sometimes when he gets enough words in at a time, that's why I, I think it's a rant. Yeah. And then after that great big build up, it goes to this A minor, mm-hmm. which is like a key change. Yeah. And then this piano part comes in and that drops right down. And there's this really cool sound. Like, is, is it... It's like everything kind of tears back, almost like the suck of Screaming Blue. Yep. But you hear this kind of like, is it bubbling lava? Is it a huge ice flow doing something? It's like this. Oh, it's so cool. So do you think that's only like, that's like after a crack of thunder, but do you think it's pitched down? Do you think it's slowed down? eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, when I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh yeah, that's that nice thunder sounds going on there. But the idea of lava and stuff or or icebergs calving off glaciers or something like that's cool too. I think they probably did use thunder, that Mm -hmm. kind of crackling, but just is so long and sustained. Yeah. um, that maybe they pitched it down or they looped or, or they overlaid it or yep. something. Yeah, some sort of studio kind of stuff. Do they use nature sounds a lot in the past? Or weren't there like birds tweeting in the background of one of the songs? Well, yeah, this album to me has a bit more soundscape stuff maybe than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't take count. But yeah, I think it's a valid idea. I won't argue with you. Somebody okay. on Twitter can. So after all that, this great piano part comes out. And there's the humming. Yeah, you're saying the male choir, yeah. right? It's it's a, kind of like a church-like um, choir. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you said, a choir. Yeah. And then right towards the end, the piano starts picking up uh, faster. Yeah. And it really starts going off. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of, and the humming continues, and it fades right out. Right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of got this hopeful end. Okay, so back to Toronto. Yes. They did Antarctica Live. And my, my daughter, Rihanna... She loves this album. Yeah. This is probably the album when she was like 
five or six years old. We listened to it on tape in my yeah. old truck. Yeah. And then this one we found she had perfect pitch is she would run into the house and start playing melodies from the Blue oh, Sky really? Mining album. Okay. She was like six years old or yeah. whatever. And she, here she is playing these. I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah. And she'd be in the right key. Yeah. Eh? Um, the one thing, though, is that we have figured out that our tape, it was probably the deck. Maybe the tape was stretched out a little. Anyway, it, it's in the, f- the whole album is kind of like a half. We don't know if uh, she knows. I, I, I can't remember if it's like a little a sharp or a little, tone yeah, it's a little or quarter, a little flat. And this, if she ever makes a mistake on what key something is in, it's on this album because she listened to it. She still remembers, like, that's from 15 years ago. What key? And she'll actually put it a semitone flat. She never does this on anything else. Yeah. But she'll be wrong on this, but always exactly by the one one Far step out. yeah because of the pitch of it back to toronto. toronto at the end i didn't think much of this but jim played the piano solo and of course they don't do a fade live uh, a, a live fade. fade he just keeps playing it so rihanna gets to hear the full ending of the song yeah and and she didn't mention this then or even the next day. She just mentioned it now. A whole month, it's a month after yeah. the concert now. And she goes, oh, yeah, he kept playing. And he ended on this G major, keeping it so hanging. And, and she, so yeah. she's got all this detail. And so she's uh, so excited to hear the end of the song yeah. and to learn what does it end on, at least the way Jim plays it now. It ends on a G chord, uh, which is when you're in A minor uh is well it's really leaves you hanging mm-hmm. but that's how that's how it goes that's fantastic so it's kind of uh yeah so anyway sh- shout to rihanna she helps me figure out what key like we, we sit and listen to the album oh. before we've been doing that the last three four albums and uh we pick out the keys and she always says oh yeah there's this bit or that bit and um of course we don't go into it all here we we already go long but um uh yeah it was a lot of fun and it was a great experience i don't know if during our Toronto review, I really got to emphasize getting to see it with Rihanna hmm. uh, was great as well. Like, uh, And for her, even though a cynical old men are a bit tired of Diesel and Dust and Blue yeah. Sky Mining, for her, these these are the albums she first loved. Yeah. Uh, kind of like us, yeah. but, but she hasn't gotten so old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that she's sick and tired of them yet. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Good stories. As far as lyrics go, real strong lyrics here too. Like the imagery is strong, like the what they're talking about in the song gives you that feeling of strength and power and speed. I'm a snowplow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so fast. Those racing snowplows. Well, just the idea of like... <laughs> when I think of a snowplow, <laughs> I'm thinking of waiting for the thing as I'm driving Perhaps behind this it. this is the strength part then. Yeah, no, there's no doubt a snowplow is a strong... Yeah, thing. it's yes. moving this map. These yeah. if, what what makes all the other vehicles get stuck? This thing just plows on through. Yeah, landslides, storm clouds, gives you that feeling of strength. Yeah, and inevitability. And in this, the lyric is saying, you know, this is what I am, and I've just got to do what I've got to do. This is what I am, and I do this, and it's, and it's like an unstoppable kind yeah. of powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It, as Canadians, things like snowplows and landslides, uh, and especially like we, we've got our giant 
ski hills yeah. uh, up in the west, and we lose people every year yeah. to avalanches. Uh, to avalanches. Yeah. And so it's kind of this this kind of imagery. And I know we don't get the rain that lots of the world gets, but like a big rainstorm is is a scary, powerful thing to yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other part of the lyric is, you know, just looking for that one place left in the world for peace and solitude, um, the yeah. unspoiled beauty of the natural world, purity, and kind of marrying those two concepts together, you know, searching for this thing, the unstoppable force that is trying to find it. Yeah, Antarctica being the one place in the world where, well, first of all, most of us can't even get there. Yeah. And also so many governments have all signed on to this idea that, you know, it's only for scientific research. Yeah. I think it's because something pretty weird is going on there. But anyway, um, if, if there is a peaceful place in the world, that's it. Yeah. You know, snow and ice, just vast expanses of pure white. You can look out and when you all you see is white. Yeah. It looks pretty clean pretty pure yeah after when we get our first snowfall of the year mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your driveway's gone your lawn is gone is just one white yep thing and it's even and it's flat and it looks yeah. good yeah i think this is my favorite song on the album oh i just like the the feeling behind it all i like yeah. i what like am I, going to call I like the the imagery just the sense of powerfulness and now that you've brought it up inevitability Mm. I like this song a lot. You, you for a while you would always fall back on the yeah. last song on the yeah, album. Yeah, I know. And and it's been be, a while. Yeah, but now but you're back. Coming there back. Well, maybe they're just putting the best song on the end of the album again. Yeah, I never did name my favorite song, so oh, I don't know. Blue Sky Mine is a great hit song. It it's is a worthy hit song. It is unlike totally. King of the Mountain. You could which take is Stars of Warburton if you wanted to. I was also thinking about Stars. Of Warburton, not much at all. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll just go with River Runs Red, even though. Yeah. That's for. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. not going to name a favorite song. You know this what? Time. I don't have a favorite drum song on this album. Yeah. There's just nothing that's just favorite It's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. But overall, meh. Yeah. That's how I feel about the drums on the album. Yeah, it's too bad. Shall we play the game? It's time for the game. It'll be quick, probably. Go for it. I'm going to keep Diesel. And I am going to keep 1090. Yeah. 7654321. Yeah. Blue Sky Mining's a... It's an okay album. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess that's what it comes down to. It's an okay album. Yeah. I'm, and what we were talking about earlier, I like the individual songs. Yeah. As an album, yeah, if, it's okay. If it, that's right, like, yeah. don't take all the songs away. I, I want to keep all the oh, songs. Oh yeah, there's no song I would throw out. Yeah, but I'll keep Diesel. Yeah, yeah, and I'll definitely keep ten nine eight. And while we're within sight of Earth, Sun, and Moon, mm -hmm. and then getting into the weird mm -hmm. career-ending, <laughs> yeah, albums, yeah. Uh, so stuff is going to start feeling pretty relatively fresh. Yeah, should be. But before we get to Earth and Sun and Moon, yeah. we're going to do Black yeah, Rain Falls. So we're taking a break 
from the albums for a little bit again. Yep. Black Rain Falls. Screaming Blue Live. Wow, Screaming Blue Live. And then we'll get back on track with Earth and Sun and Moon later on this summer, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I want to listen to... Yeah, I definitely want to listen to Earth, Sun, and Moon this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there other great... And Capricornia is a pretty summertime... Capricornia, for me, is a February Death Ride oh. album, but I'll save that story for a few months from now. Your spin out. Shh. Shh. Darren and his near-death experience. That's right. Stay tuned that's coming, what, like six episodes from now? It's going to be a while. Yeah, it's still a while away. And with that, it's time to retract the stylus, slide the vinyl back into its sleeve, and say good night until next time when we'll be watching the Oil's Black Rain Falls video on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast. Remember... You can subscribe to Comfortable Place on the Couch wherever you find good podcasts. And you can get in touch with us on the Twitter at Darren the Folds and at Robin Harbron. Show notes are online at darrenfolds.com slash podcasts. So for Robin Harbron, I'm Darren Folds. Good night. Good night. some oils video or is it in Blackfell Whitefell that has like this animated or was it even in yeah uh, it was the, one of the videos for um it wasn't beds it might have been um, the, the first song yeah but uh duh, dead, duh, heart. dead heart duh. <laughs> what's that song dead duh, heart ed heart duh, ed heart ed heart, ed heart. <laughs> hello i'm the ed, ed heart Peter Hart's uh, <laughs> yeah. good, good friend. Brother. His brother, yeah. yeah his good friend. His good friend. Same, same last, last name. name. The Hart Brothers. Oh, hey, that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Owen and... Oh, a bunch of them are dead Rick. now, aren't they? Rick and Owen Hart? <laughs> that's Rick. Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair. <laughs> you know, okay. The Hart Brothers. Stupid wrestling. Okay. <laughs>